Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. For House of Cars. It's Friday, February 25th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Busy-ass piss cast today. Yeah. We're just trying to scramble and get everything done here before we have to turn the studio over to Justin. At the end of this podcast, you are going to hear uh, from a University of Alberta professor who is an expert on the politics and history of Ukraine, Russia, and Belarus. Yeah. So really nobody better suited to speak to the current moment than this man. No. Um, I found it very uh, enlightening, and I'm, I'm sure you will too. Yeah. You're also going to hear today this parody we've been working on. It's a it's a rewrite of the Bare Naked Ladies. If I had a million dollars, adjusted for inflation, though. Yes. Because that's more accurate now. Makes much sense nope. in 2022 when everything is so friggin' expensive. Mm. Uh, what else is on today's show? Shauna's going to quiz me on some some slogans. Some um, a lot of them American company slogans. Yeah. We're going to talk about a way you can identify bots online. Another etymology, some Vancouver soft news to lift your spirits. And talk about sleepovers as a kid. The, arguably the greatest ass in the world. But first, you're out of context clip of the show. I, I could stop letting it mellow if it's yellow. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I'm a little bit concerned for my parents, Beckler. Um, so, as you know, they recently sold their house uh, yeah. in the the greater Toronto area where the market's absolutely insane and they made good money off of it. Then they're moving into the smaller condo. So they have a little extra money, mm-hmm. uh, but they are going a little buck wild uh, earlier. Like they're spending it like, like there's no end to it. <laughs> yeah. So earlier this week, I found out that they bought this specialized, you know, bedroom set that cost them something like $13,000, <laughs> which I didn't even know was possible to spend on a bedroom set, but here we are. And then yesterday I was chatting with them and they were like, oh, we're at the car dealership right now. And I was like, oh, Uh -oh. are (laughs) you? Like, yeah, we just ordered two new cars. Two? Not one. Two. They bought two cars on the same day? Two new cars. And I I almost dropped the phone. I was like, what is happening? Now, to be fair, their, their vehicles are older, but they still run. They're just fine. Do we need two new vehicles? Two new on vehicles. the same day. Man, that sales guy is, is a legend, eh? I see your other vehicle's kind of old too. Yeah. Uh, trade that one in. Why like, don't I you don't... get two? We got this great program, <laughs> great deal on right now. You buy one vehicle, you can get a second one too. So like, I feel a little bit like a a Debbie Downer here because when I chat with them, I'm like, okay, you guys need to slow it down a little, okay? Like I. Why am I the child and I'm the one sitting my parents? And I feel like we need to have an intervention. Their house hasn't even closed yet. They're spending money they don't even have. Yeah, that's not good, man. That's... I am terrified. What would happen if the house all of a sudden doesn't close? Then they're... Well, they would owe some money, wouldn't they? They sure would. Like, I mean, yeah. like you said, the market is so red hot. They will sell their house, even if not for what they thought they were getting for close just, to it, I'm sure. I like I, I just I'm they're not gonna have any left. I'm like, you still need money to live off. Like what? Well you said you you said that is their retirement fund as well because they don't have a pension. My so my mom does. My dad does not though. So they need some of this money to help 
<sighs> but, <laughs> and like you want to be excited for them, I but know. at the same time you can't. Like, that's really nice, mom and dad. Two, oh, two, two you new cars. Two? You have three right now for two of you. <laughs> you got more cars than people. Oh at the my. <laughs> God. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We went to visit McKenna at work yesterday, and uh, I mean, you're familiar with Lululemon, right, Shauna? Oh, yeah. They have all the pants on the mannequins up top, but it's just like the lower half of the mannequins, which right. is the yes. mannequins' legs, like mm-hmm. waist down. And Bo said, Why are the butts so big? <laughs> and I mean, that's Good question, kind of Bo. the look right now, isn't it? It is. But yeah. it, it raised the question who did they model those after? Like, whose who's butt is it? Is it not just a big butt? No, like it, it's. I think like I think the mannequin is based off. Really? So, well, I think so. So I've never thought of that before because there's mannequins of all shapes and sizes, and I thought they just added a little extra, you know, maybe junk they in your do, trunk. But they probably start with someone's proportions. So like, who is whose dumper? That is that would be the golden wow. the golden dumper, wouldn't it? It would like, be if you were the dumper the mannequin at Lululemon. The dumper that they're showing the pants off with. Oh my god! Chris Cuthbert, the golden dumper. That's that's you would be you. I would introduce myself as that. That's if, my faffer. Is <laughs> like yell when you're on. Oh my. I mean, all all over the world in these stores, it's your pooper. That's your wind bin. You. Your, that is your claim to fame. Is that you? Like people wow. are looking at your toilet plugger and mm-hmm. thinking, man, I hope mine looks like that when I put these pants on. Yeah. You're the. Oh you're, you're, you are the pinnacle. You are. You're the, the foof. Yeah, you're top foof in the world. The back frump, right there. That everybody. <laughs> it's yours. It's you. Oh, that. I mean, you'd never feel bad about yourself, would you? No, you'd no. always be like, "Yeah, this is." I have the perfect chair slapper. My thunder bin is the one that everybody aspires, to, and they buy these pants, spend billions on these pants. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Stacy. You may be familiar with my work because of my chug. You recognize this? Yeah, take a look. <laughs> See this? I like it. Ah. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the ass that launched a million pants right there. <laughs> the BNS and Twenty Minutes or Less podcast. Do you remember having sleepovers growing up, Beckler? I wasn't allowed to. Really? No, I was oh, allowed wow. to. I had one cousin who I was close with, and I was allowed to sometimes stay at his house, but not with my friends. Really? No, my parents did not. My dad's like, "There's no reason you can't sleep at your own house." Wow. Yeah, and I wasn't allowed to have anybody stay over for a sleepover either. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, we used to have sleepovers, but looking back, I was thinking about them, and they're not a, really a good thing. Like, you leave kids up to their own devices, right? And mm-hmm. they, we'd stay up all night, or you try to, because you're a kid, and that's what you do when you're with your friends. You're like, oh, yeah, well, we can stay up all night. It's a sleepover. And then you'd come home, and then you'd be a miserable piece of crap, right? Because <laughs> I think you're a this kid. is all why my dad didn't let yes. me have them. So. Yes, and I was thinking about that. I was like, why do we let that happen when, yeah, you come back as a kid, and your parents then have to deal with you grumpy. And then everything that happened at sleepovers that I can recall, like, weren't necessarily good. I remember we had a sleepover and it was all girls. And one of the girls, when she was sleeping, started saying one of the other girls' names that was at the sleepover in her sleep. In her sleep. And everybody was listening and was like, what's she going to say about her? You know what I mean? Which, that's horrifying. She was sleeping. Like, don't judge her based on what she was saying. Yeah, Yeah, it's high stakes, isn't it? It's huge. It's boundary pushing. It's high stakes. Well, and all kinds of stuff can go wrong while you're having a sleepover. You know, you fall asleep first and your friends want to do pranks on you. Like, whatever. (laughs) You know, we how, used to. How old were you like around this time? Mm, that's a good question. I feel like by the time I was like fourteen or fifteen, I was allowed to like crash at a friend's place, but yeah. not when I was younger than that. No, it was younger than that for sure. Was it? We used to play Spice Girls, and that I also wasn't really my jam. 
So we'd have a sleepover, and then in the middle of the night, they'd be like, let's play with Spice Girls. And all the girls wanted to be Posh Spice or Baby Spice, and I'd get stuck with either Sporty or Scary Spice. And I just, I didn't like the Spice Girls that much. So this, like all of it, everything about it was like, ugh. Yeah. We used to have a once a year thing called Scrub Fest, where like five or six of us would all, yeah, stay up all night playing video games. And that was when you were Crushing Mountain Dew. Okay, Yeah. <laughs> And that then you're right, you feel sense. terrible the next day. And, oh, my God. Um, I remember one time I stayed over at a, at a buddy's house. and it, But this is what I've been like, 14, 15, like I said. But didn't like calling it a sleepover then because they're like, men don't have sleepovers. Oh, you're right. Yeah. We had, so we called them shindigs. We'd have a shindig. And <laughs> oh, that's a 90s term. And uh, I haven't heard that one in a while. I was like, all right, we we're going to go to sleep. And I, my buddy was like, all right, well, I guess you're the guest so you can have the couch. And I was like, well, where do you want to sleep? And he's like, uh, hang on. And he went and got his dirt, his like clothes hamper, his dirty clothes. And he dumped it on the floor and then just like swam into them. Mm. He's like, all right, good night. I was like, I wish I was at home. That's. <laughs> I wish I was in my own bed. Well, and then there'd be the kid that would in the middle of the night call up their parents because they wanted to go home. Yeah, and then you're like, yeah. what? And you as a parent have to deal with all this crap and these kids that then are fighting and crying. Like, why? You're like, this is why we don't do sleepovers. Because why... here I am getting dressed at three to go pick oh, up this my... kid who's crying because he's been up all night. Honestly. He's hopped up on Mountain Dew. Yeah, and... it's great. He has... <laughs> Tomorrow he's going to be a real treat. Bang. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A radio friend of ours, Stephen Kepler, who hosts a show in Kelowna, he tweeted the other day that due to inflation, the bare naked ladies need to rewrite if I had a million dollars. Which is so true. A million dollars doesn't go nearly as far as it used to. So we've done just that. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. I'd buy the average single family detached home in many large North American cities. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. I couldn't buy furniture for my house. Why? Because I spent it all on the house. And if I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. I'd buy you a bike for when gas continues to spike. If I had a million dollars, I'd buy a rugula. If I had a million dollars, it'd be worth half as much as in 1992. If I had a million dollars, you'd have less than your parents at the same age as you. If I had a million dollars Maybe turn up the heat in my apartment by a degree or two Maybe pay my utility bill Maybe put some into savings, a nice low-risk GIC I, I could stop letting it mellow if it's yellow The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast We filmed a video for that parody as well It is across our social media channels If you want to check it out, share it with your friends We appreciate that Hey, remember the call yesterday about the, the, the guy whose daughter in high school was separated from the class because she wouldn't wear a mask. Mm -hmm. uh, he called back today with an update. What's going on? Uh, so I had a meeting yesterday at 1030 with the teacher and the principal, and it went really, really well. Okay. Um, it was a calm, respect, respectful conversation, and the focus was trying to get sh my daughter back in class or, I guess, uh, exploring alternatives. So um, I suggested that maybe we get her online if she's uncomfortable with going back to class and they they didn't love that but they said they would humor it um if if we couldn't get her back in class uh okay. but they 
expressed that the teacher expressed uh, that she's sorry that it went down, um, assured that it would, wouldn't happen again. Um, her focus was the safety of uh, the class in general, and, and obviously she had some some personal reasons too. But um, ultimately, she was sorry, and I think in a world right now that's full of cancel culture. I think it's fair to give people the the opportunity to of correct course. an error. Of course. And, Definitely. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so they were they were both great. The principal and the teacher were both great. And um, now it's going to be up to my daughter, who I, I would love to see back in the class. But ultimately, if she's, you know, uncomfortable with that, mm-hmm. that we might do the online thing. It's interesting, man. Like, we got some real pushback from airing that call. I think oh, from really? teachers who were upset that that yeah. you know that we would be bashing teachers on this show and that we would be painting teachers with a negative brush and we said that that is not at all what we were doing. This was one specific teacher. Yeah. Right. Was- and and it's not bashing if you know if 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 there's individuals that are doing something that they might feel is right but it it's not necessarily following the rules. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's a slippery slope, right? It it's yeah. It's bringing in your own personal thing. CBE has their own rules. The provincial province has their own rules. And I think as a whole, we need to follow those. Or And right now, the mask situation is sort of optional, right? You can, you can continue to wear one or, or not. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's, up, it's not up to a teacher or even a school principal to make that decision. It's, right now, it's up to the individual. I mean, at its, at its heart, the teacher made an error. And that's absolutely, and that's what it was about. And if I mean, if teachers wants to be offended by that, then that's on them. I mean, I don't think that's your fault. That's not our fault. That's like, that's you taking something personally that doesn't have to do with you, right? That's exactly. Yeah, I was trying I, to yeah, say it's just more. for me. It was more of a, a thing that I think we're going to see more of, right? I think there's just whether it's organizations or individuals, but I didn't wasn't trying to single out teachers. For me, it was just like, yeah, it's something that as this mask mandate gets lifted, we're going to probably encounter. So it's an interesting discussion, right? But yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And there's 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 very strong opinions and feelings on both sides. So you're absolutely right. We're going to see more of it. For oh sure. man, I know. Yeah. Like we got messages like, well, I'm not listening to this show anymore. It's too negative. And I was like, I thought you were about as as diplomatic as you could be in the, about that you know yeah. some parents would be yeah, raging so yeah that's a bummer because I, I exactly I feel like I handled it exactly how it should be yeah. handled I, yeah. I handled it I handled it at the source as opposed to going to like a chief superintendent direction which could have been ugly for everybody I yeah. think I think handling it at the source and and it worked out perfectly we came to a, uh, at least a couple different options for resolution and uh, I think at least I am feeling better for it I know my daughter's feeling better and the impression that I got from the principal and the teacher, it seems like everybody uh, was feeling good after our discussion yesterday. So awesome. uh, I, I would love those people that are feeling so negative about it, uh, uh, you know, have some recourse, have some conflict resolution. It, it often ends in a good way. VNS in 20 minutes or less. You love your car. Bet you'd love lower interest and lower payments, too. Refinance your auto loan with House of Cars and love the freedom of having more money in your pocket. Visit houseofcarscalgary.com. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was watching Vancouver's News on the weekend, Beckler, and well, it was a treat. Was it soft? It was so soft. I don't even know why it was on TV. I switched to one of the channels, and I guess it was like Vancouver's News, and I was just watching for a bit, and I was like, oh, this is different. I really like this because it's been been a few years of just like hard news, bad news. Mm -hmm. 
and we're all like we're all feeling it. Yeah. And then you come in with some of these Vancouver soft headlines, and it's, it's like, oh, that's a little better. Just softens that's, things a little bit. That's nice. It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, they were already talking about the cherry blossoms just to kick things right off. So I was like, oh, this already, is hey, yeah, in yeah. February, I guess some flowers oh. are. They're already starting to bud in parts of Vancouver. And I was like, this is beautiful. It seems early to me. It really does. But I'm like, thank you for that. That's great. They're so, so beautiful. Yeah. So Vancouver flowers already budding. One of the headlines right off Soft, the top. I was nice. like, beautiful. Nice. Bubble Tea Festival relocates to skirt Vancouver's plastic straw ban. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great, soft, like everything oh, about that. It's into my veins. Right, Keep just, it going. God, God. Canucks prospects. Di Pietro allowed a lot of soft goals. Anytime the word soft appears when in the headline, When it's right in the headline, you're like, thank you for this. Family day events. Family yoga and free drum circles. Which, like, can you... <laughs> As opposed to those drum circles that you normally have to pay to be a part of? Yeah. Also, like with your family, these are the things they recommend. The most Vancouver things I've ever was like beautiful. Take your shirt off, grab a djembe. Yeah. <laughs> Do the yoga first with your shirt off, and then join the drum circle. Yeah. And special weather statement in effect, which these are always good. An Arctic air mass is in place over the BC coast. Temperatures are expected to be minus five. They'll rise to plus five this afternoon, but will lower to minus five again in the morning. Dress warmly in layers if outside. Ensure that shelter is provided for pets and outdoor animals. Plus five dipping down to minus five. That's eh? what their special weather statement was. Oh. And it was, again, this was over the weekend. I think it was really cold here. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? But well, it was all very nice, Sean. Very oh, thank soft, you. It's, you know? like a, it's like a bomb. It's like a soothing bomb. It's a soft your... bomb. It's a bath bomb <laughs> right at you. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Beckler, have you heard of the website Bot Sentinel? I have, yeah. On Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. I just learned of it yesterday. I did not know that it was a thing, but it's kind of awesome. So for those of you who don't know, it's a site that basically analyzes Twitter accounts and rates them based on how much hate and trolling and toxic behavior these Twitter followers might have, or Twitter accounts, yeah, to determine whether or not it's a real person or it's a bot. Yeah. So this is how they describe themselves. They say, we rate accounts based on a score of 0 to 100%. The higher the score, the more likely the account engages in targeted harassment or toxic trolling uh, or uses deceptive tactics. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Kind of awesome. I mean, it's a good time to bring this up right now, especially with what's happening in Europe Mm -hmm. uh, involving one of the countries that's been at the heart of the misinformation and disinformation campaigns over the last few years. But I've seen Bot Sentinel in action, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how well it works because I've seen it deployed against people. Like there's a Twitter argument going on and someone makes a point and someone else replies bot and then they link to them with the the Bot Sentinel breakdown. And I'm like, geez, I didn't think that account was a bot. And then I look through their like tweets and stuff and I'm like, this seems to be a real person. Interesting. And I know that it's not just about bots. It is supposed to be just people who are also just trolls, like real people who okay. are engaging in negative or quote unquote toxic behavior. But as you say, like how who is to judge that? Who sets right? the parameters for what's, yeah. and, you know, so it might be an interesting this show who I would consider to be. It's true. <laughs> It it would be good for that kind of thing, though, if you do get a negative tweet or something, like someone that you're like, this seems like someone who might just be trolling, because what it does is it takes several hundred of these users' tweets, and we'll go through them, and if they're constantly doing that for everyone, then maybe you'll, you'll be like, okay, so they're just basically on here to... What if they're just an angry person? Nah, it could be that, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, I suppose that's a thing, too. Because I know a few of those. Uh Uh-huh. They're just very, very angry online, and I wouldn't call them bots. No. And they are real people who really feel that way and also vote. Mm. So to just dismiss them with the old bot sentinel, to me, doesn't... That's fair. ...doesn't really address the problem. Yeah. But, I I mean, I think it is important to be thinking like this right now because we are going to see a wave of misinformation. Yes. And perhaps this is one of many tools that you could use to... I don't know, eventually gauge and get through what is going on because, yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff. So, And I think, like, generally you can tell, like, you can you can read the like the messages and you can look at the account and be like, okay, they don't yeah. have a profile picture. Their name is... For bots, for first sure. First name, bunch of numbers, yeah. and they don't have any followers, and they only tweet about this one thing. It's, it's very like, true. Yeah. When you yeah. start looking at their profile, you can kind of gather, this is not a real human. No. no this is... <laughs> Is definitely Isn't a computer a, program or someone in Russia? Or someone who's just very angry, but, you know, hopefully not. VNS in 20 minutes or less. We may have found Bo's calling in life, his vocation. Oh, amazing. Yeah. so That's early. We're at the, we were at the mall yesterday, and the boys, we were in the, the washroom, and I hate taking the kids into public washrooms. It's my nightmare. Yeah. Like, I give, them the, pep, them, yeah, oh I give them the pep talk before we go, and I say, just don't touch anything. Just pee, yep. wash your hands, we'll get out of here. I've definitely and, had the child that peeks under the stall, and they're yeah. like, hello, um, that's disgusting. Brigham's trying to get in one of the stall doors. Oh, yeah. Bo's rubbing up against the urinal divider, oh. and then one of their jackets is on the floor. I was like, yeah. ugh, no. like, come on, yeah. guys, every time. So anyway, Brigham and I were washing our hands, because Bo had already washed his, and Bo was getting paper towels out of the automatic dispenser for us and handing them to him. And I was like... Maybe he can grow up to be one of those guys in the bathroom at a nightclub who hands out the paper towel to you. Well, I mean, it, remember those? I mean, it's been a while since I've been in a nightclub. I don't know if they still have those guys or not. Yeah, but, I do remember those. Yeah. Oh, those washrooms were disgusting too. Those poor attendants would be in there. And it's also oh. one of the oddest, like, high pressure sales situations I've ever been in because the dude removes the paper towel from the dispenser. So you have no choice but to go through him to yep. get your paper towel. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a dish on the counter with a bit of change and like a half inch of tepid water in there. Yeah. And then he gives you your paper towel and you say thank you. And he says, bro. And he points at the dish, bro. And I'm like, what? I got to pay for the paper towel? Yeah. And if he's really good, then he's got a collection of fragrances and chewing gum and mints and that sort of thing mm-hmm. going on. Like, yeah. I mean, that's one thing. Becca, in Europe, you have to pay for your toilet paper. You told me this. That's right. So there are attendants that you you don't get toilet paper if you don't pay them. Don't go to a place in Europe when you don't have cash because you're not getting toilet paper. And then that's a whole other issue. It's not an automatic dispenser. There is an attendant. There is an attendant in a lot of places. Some of them are actual public toilets where you have to pay to go into the toilet itself. That's different. But there's a lot of bathrooms in Europe or at least before the pandemic where you still had an attendant to give you your TP. That seems just wild to me. Doesn't it? If the if, if that it's was an reversed, emergency, if it was oh pay toilets here and they were free in Europe, people would be screaming about how you have to pay for toilets here. And yeah. I've never you barely even hear about that. No. In Europe. No. You got to pay for your toilet paper. Sometimes they even put big bills like to confuse tourists. They'll put a bunch of like big expensive looking bills in their tip charts. So tourists are like, is that how much I have to pay for toilet paper? <laughs> no, you don't. That's but like there's always a five in, yeah. in the water. Like of you're going to give me a fiver for my, <laughs> yes, for your, your hand washing. And you're like, really? Five bucks for that? It's so odd that that job exists really because is. like it doesn't make the bathroom feel fancier. It's it's a busy, like on a busy night at a nightclub, it's one more body in the bathroom that you have mm-hmm. to go through to get 
I know. Your paper towel. And like it washrooms in the nightclub, like they're they're damp oh, in there. You man. walk in, like the girls' washroom is like it's damp. You're like, why is it wet everywhere in here? <laughs> it's a sweaty job. Just, I mean, did the, the toilet explode or oh? The attendants out there making money, so you got to respect that. But it's just uh, it's, like it's steamy. <laughs> should work hard. You're like, oh my god. V and S in twenty minutes or less. I was watching TV recently, and this commercial came on for an American company, and. uh I knew the slogan right off the bat. I was like, this is really funny because we don't even have this company in Canada, but it's just one of those slogans that you, you hear so much. They're like, I know mm-hmm. exactly what this is for. It got me thinking, like, is are the slogans as prominent these days as they used to be? Because for some reason, I feel like slogans used to be a lot more prominent than they are now. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Or is it just that they kind of fly under the radar more? Because I got thinking about all these slogans, and I was like, I, these are older ones that are drilled into my head. And I was mm-hmm. like, are there as many slogans now? And perhaps down the line it'll be the same way? I just was kind of thinking about that. And I got looking up all these different slogans for things, and I actually thought maybe I could quiz you for fun. Okay. I got just these slogans, and I'm going to just, it'll be really quick, and then you can just yell out if you know what it is. Are okay? you going to give me the slogan and I have to give you the company or are you going to give me the company and I have to give the slogan? I'm going to give you the slogan. You can okay. just yell out the company. Uh, and a few of these are some of those American only, so I'm curious if you get those too. Okay. Blank or for kids? Tricks. Strong enough for a man made for a woman? Uh, it's the lady pet stick. Yes. That was- yes. Secret. That's <laughs> okay. close enough. Lady pet stick. That was easy. Oh. Staples? Yes. It gives you wings. Red Bull. The quicker picker upper. Bounty. Save money, live better. This is an older one. Yeah, I should know this. Uh, Biggest company in the world. Walmart? Yep. Uh, Only you can prevent forest fires. Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear. It's the U.S. (laughs) Forest Service, but we all know Smokey. Taste the rainbow. Uh, Skittles. Can you hear me now? Oh, the cell phone. Mm -hmm. Not Sprint. No. Verizon. Verizon. That's one of those. I can American see the guy only. who yes. says it, but right, and you can see him on the hill and everywhere else. Yeah, that's one of those. We don't have that here, do it's we? It's a great commercial. Wasn't it's a great it? commercial. Yeah. Imagination at work. This is a tougher one. Don't know. The General Electric. Okay. Every kiss begins with K. Yes. If fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. <laughs> I go. Yeah. Another one. I'm like, see, that's the one's drilled into our head. What's in your wallet? Oh. American Express? A capital one, capital but one. close. Let your fingers do the walking. Yellow pages. Good to the last drop. Is it a coffee company? Yes. Maxwell House? Yes. Think different. Apple? Eat fresh. Subway? One of my favorites. Just do it. N- Nike? Can you believe that that one caught as much? I was thinking about that recently and how funny that slogan is. Just do it. What it's a so simple, simple slogan. And it just owned everything. Well, and we found out that the Skidoo company actually got there first, right? They it was did. Ski do it. Yeah. Ski do it. And then Nike was like, that's great. Thank <laughs> we'll you, Terry. <laughs> Thank you. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I got a message from a friend of the show, Taylor, and he was asking why the station doesn't play Oliver Tree. Oh. I, was like, I think we played one Oliver Tree song. We did. A while ago. But yeah. It just didn't stick around on the playlist. No. Or, he's got to be one of the strangest dudes. Yep. In the whole world, mm-hmm. Oliver Tree. Yes. Um, but Taylor was saying there's a, he just released an album, and there's a, a song in there that's all about cigarettes. Oh, about yeah. smoking darts. Walking out the house with the pack up in my hand. Ten cigarettes for lunch, ten for dinner, goddamn. I really want to stop, but I'm feeling like I can't. I smoke more cigs than the Marlboro Man. Trying to 
The whole song is about cigarettes. That's amazing. So yeah, I was thinking uh, best Sketchy. songs about cigarettes, Shauna. Oh yeah. You got any? Got uh, any you want to add? Here's one. Hawksley Workman's "Jealous of Your Cigarette." I don't know if you oh. know this song. A little catchy one there. Mm-hmm. He wants to be in her mouth like the cigarette. Yeah, he does. This is one of my favorite Jimmy World songs. Coffee and cigarettes. Yeah, and this one, of course, Cage the Elephant, Cigarette yeah. Daydreams. Yeah. Love that tune. The Stones? Oh, it's yeah. I wonder if we'll see fewer songs about cigarettes going forward. I definitely. Well, those, I think we already do. Yeah, when these songs were written, like everybody smoked darts. Oh, no. That one's very. This one might be my favorite. Now it would be vaping in the boys' room, It would be. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Like us, I'm sure you've been watching the news over the past few days and trying to make sense of what's happening in the Ukraine. Yeah. Sorry, in Ukraine. I just break the habit of saying the Ukraine. The Ukraine, yeah. Um, So we we called up David Marples, who is a historian and a distinguished professor at the University of Alberta and uh, specializes in the history and contemporary politics of this very region of Russia, Ukraine, Belarus. David, in the simplest terms possible, why has Russia moved into Ukraine? In the simplest terms, Vladimir Putin maintains that Ukraine has been taken over by a far-right government uh, back in 2014 after the demonstrations in Kiev. At that time, Ukraine removed its president, uh, Viktor Yanukovych, who fled to Russia and had elections, uh, early elections, and installed a new president, uh, Petro Poroshenko. And at the same time, in 2014, Russia annexed Crimea and started a war in the eastern regions of the Donbass. That's the main industrial region of eastern Ukraine, best known for coal mining and iron and steel. Since then, two new governments, so-called governments, have formed in those breakaway regions of the east, called the Donetsk People's Republic and the Luhansk People's Republic. And no one really recognized them as independent. It seemed quite farcical. But more recently, although the war's been continuing uh, for the past eight years in a kind of attrition way, Putin then suddenly recognized these states as um, independent and claimed that Ukraine had started a genocidal war against them. I have to say there's no evidence that this is correct whatsoever. Uh, these are more or less like gangster-style regimes uh, run by by armed forces for the most part. But Putin has now obviously got this into his head, or at least propagating this line that they're, they're under attack from Ukraine. Um, that's the official reason. Uh, personally, I think that Putin has never accepted Ukrainian independence. And he would like Ukraine to be part of Russian structures, not part of NATO, not part of the European Union. And to have a government in place in Ukraine that is pro-Russian and in line with Russian, the way Russia sees the world. This has been a growing thing for so long. Why invade now? There are one or two possible reasons. I think one is United States as a major world power seems 
weaker than in the past mm. and has shown this by the way it pulled troops out of Syria, leaving it to the Russians, more or less, and then more recently pulling forces out of Afghanistan. And now a new American president, or a relatively new American president, who's yet really to be tested in the foreign sphere. So I think that's one reason why Putin was thinking about moving now. Another reason is I think it's quite clear that Ukraine's president, new president, elected in 2019, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, is not going to go in Russia's direction as they hoped. He is actually following the same policy toward Europe and towards NATO. He's been a big disappointment to them. He's shut down Russian media in Ukraine. He's arrested the chief pro-Russian uh, oligarch and parliamentary figure in Ukraine, uh, Viktor Medvedchuk, who is a close friend of Putin. And so, all in all, Putin is very upset with Zelensky as president as well. What would the people of Russia think about this right now? What information would they even be receiving? I've been reading the Russian media this morning. And the line is that Russia's entered Ukraine to get rid of the Nazi government, pro-Nazi government, which is responsible for atrocities in the Donbass. And they feel now that the population is being told that this is why the, why the Russians have gone in. And they expect Ukraine to be demilitarized and a new government in place before the war is over. And this is happening now, of course. Russian forces are already converging on Kiev, and the goal will be to replace the government, I'm pretty sure, as quickly as possible. And because of this, do you think that the majority of, of Russians would be in favor of this invasion then? I suspect so. I mean, without having an opinion poll, I don't know of exactly. Course, yeah. And yet, in, in St. Petersburg, which is one of the more enlightened cities of, of Russia, there were mass demonstrations over the past two days against the invasion of Ukraine. So I think there are some Russians, at least, who look at this more rationally. But I would say the average Russian would feel that this war is, is a justified one. But the longer it goes on, the more questions will be raised. And I think it's a question now of how long Ukraine can resist. I mean, they don't have the weaponry that Russia's got, but they have the will to resist. And I think the, the population is pretty unified uh, in resisting Russia. We'll leave it at that. David Marple is a historian and distinguished professor at the University of Alberta. We appreciate your expertise this morning. You're very welcome. Yeah, nice to chat with you. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. For House of Cars. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.